Poll after poll after poll says Joe Biden wins the debate. It is clear the reliable sources have told us Trump was utterly defeated. If that were the case, why would leftists and Democrats already be telling Joe Biden, don't debate anymore? Don't go back in there with Donald Trump. You know why? Joe Biden maybe won the debate on in some capacity. I don't know. Maybe the polls are saying that. There are many polls saying that. Sure. But in terms of his demeanor, Joe Biden decided to jump down into the weeds with Donald Trump and he made himself look bad. He came off as rude and weak at the same time. And if his whole argument was stop Donald Trump, elect me and we'll return to normal. He just threw that out the window. He called Trump a clown, a racist, told him to shut up. And he's been criticized for it. He's just doing what Trump does, but he's nowhere near as good at it as Trump is. See, Trump is the WWE guy. He goes into the ring and he's like, you know, he's pointing to the crowd. He's flexing his muscles and he is coming at you. He is interrupting you. And Joe Biden couldn't handle it. So maybe there's a policy issue. But you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I think Donald Trump won because he chased Joe Biden down. And now when people are actually saying don't debate him again, unless we change the rules, it shows you that Joe Biden doesn't have the strength to be president. Look, we can talk about policy all day and night. But I think the American people are a bit more shallow than that. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean, when I talk to my friends, they're confused by all of this. Nobody knows who the Proud Boys are. Nobody knows who Antifa is. This is culture war weeds. I was talking to a friend earlier after I recorded some segments asking me a million questions. I don't understand what this is. Who's this group? What do they want? What do they what do they need? And I'm like, if if Joe Biden throws out the name Proud Boys, and Donald Trump talks Antifa and regular people are just shrugging, saying, what is it? What does that have to do with me? Then nobody really won. And according to pollster Frank Luntz, undecided voters are actually encouraged not to vote by the whole thing. Now, Trump isn't doing himself any favors. He is coming off rude and like a bully. But this is why I say I think it, it, it's more beneficial to Trump. You see, Joe Biden right now is facing questions about whether he should skip the next debates. I kid you not. The, the, the dude already looks weak and confused. You cannot throw this in his face. And it's coming from Democrats, not the Trump side. Now there's been an announcement. They are going to change the rules. How sad for Joe Biden. He couldn't handle it. Trump just interrupted him too many times. And you can you can say Trump is a bully and undecided voters are. But I got I got to say, man, at least where I'm coming from, and this may be just me. If I had to choose between the guy who gets cut off and the guy who is cutting people off as the leader of the armed forces, I'm probably going to pick the guy who's interrupting and cutting people off. You know why? It's not a great thing to go on, to be completely honest. But the president is the commander in chief. You know, Joe Biden can whisper all the sweet nothings into my ear he wants. It's not going to be enough if I don't think he can actually pull it off. And I don't think he can. I think Trump can repair the economy. And I think the American people have a pretty crummy option right now. Look, I was explaining this to my friend. I think Trump is OK. I think these peace deals withdrawing from the Middle East and his work on the economy have greatly benefited us. But he's kind of a dick. He's like, <laughs> he's just not a good dude. He's funny in a lot of ways. But Joe Biden's trying to be that same thing. And we've we've had eight years of the Obama administration, 47 years of Joe Biden. Sorry, he hasn't proved anything to us. In the end, what really matters, in my opinion, not the polls, it's whether or not Trump can prove he's strong enough to be commander in chief or 
whether or not people just hate Trump a whole lot. We don't exactly know how it's going to turn out, but I'm going to jump into the data anyway, because as much as all of the polls are saying Biden is the clear winner, there's one poll that matters. Telemundo, among Hispanic and Latino voters, Donald Trump took two thirds of the of that uh, polling, meaning 66 percent, according to Telemundo, said Trump won. If Trump can gain 16 to 18 points from the Latino vote and nothing else changes, he wins. And I'm going to show you the data. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll lose too many working class whites, college educated whites. Maybe he'll lose in the black community. But I do not believe that. I believe that for all of Trump's faults, you've got a bunch of people face palming going, (laughs) I'm going to vote for that guy. Some people feel the same way about Biden. But Trump has made gains in 2018. The New York Times said it. But let's go through the data before I keep prattling on. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There are many ways you can give. There is a P.O. box if you want to send me stuff. But the best thing you can do is share this video. If every single one of you right now shared this, I would be bigger than the mainstream media like that. But if you don't think I deserve it, then, you know, by all means, don't. Just at least subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification bell. Let's read the story. Politico reports Biden campaign faces questions about whether he should skip the next debates. The campaign insisted he would participate in the final two, but some Democrats said he should demand rule changes. This just shows weakness. Come on, man. Joe Biden looked weak. I'm quoting the Joe Biden thing. Come on, man. He looked weak on stage. You can insult Trump all you want. It doesn't matter if Biden comes off like a frail old man who needs special rules to actually stand up to Trump. And that's exactly what's happening. The commander in chief is about more than just policy ideas. They're literally the commander in chief of the armed forces. And this is what we get. The moment Joe Biden's first debate against Trump ended, his campaign was already confronted with questions about whether it should be his last. In the two men's first head-to-head matchup, Trump bullied moderator Chris Wallace, blew past his time limits, and repeatedly and loudly interrupted Biden. It resulted in a mockery of presidential debates, growing so chaotic that it was impossible to follow entire segments. Fact. Let me tell you, Donald Trump got it, got it wrong on several policy issues, and I was really disappointed. He could have clearly and unequivocally denounced white supremacy once white supremacy on the debate stage in front of America. Now, I know Trump has denounced it time and time again, but you are on the defense, Trump. You are the president. They are lying about you. It was your job to say, who do you want me to denounce? Done. F them. Don't care. But he, he said he said, sure, he would. I'm prepared to. But what about Antifa? And then he told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. And they're going to play up to that. But you know what? In the end, I'm not super concerned it's going to matter. I got a message on Facebook from a friend saying, what are the Proud Boys? And I was like, dude, don't bother Googling it. If you don't know, it's 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 culture war weeds, man. Okay, we're in the know. We're politicos. We get it. But my friends who, who live in Chicago who are not even fans of Trump are just like, I don't know what that is and how I'm supposed to feel about it. So it's ineffective messaging. And that's what they're going for. On the other side, what does somebody see when they're not political? They see Trump standing up there yelling. And I don't mean like yelling belligerently. They see somebody straight up being like, I know I'm smarter. I have the ideas. You don't. These people, these Democrats don't understand sales. Let me tell, let me tell you something before I'll read more of this. 
I used to do nonprofit fundraising. I used to literally walk up to people and I would say, here's why I want you to donate. And I'll tell you, there's one thing, one of the most important rules in convincing someone. Words are your ammunition. And if you spout them all off at once, you've spattered the wall and you've got nothing left. And then comes the rebuttal. What you want to make sure you can do is always have a fast response because regular people need to have their doubt that they, they want to feel that you know what you're talking about. And they trust you. If I saw a salesman come up to me and he said, I'm selling this here widget. And I said, what does it do? Well, you know, it helps. It's good, I guess. OK, well, I heard it's bad. Well, I don't know. I'm going to be like, I'm not confident in that guy. If he comes up and no matter what I say, he responds with it, with it, with he has something in the bag. I'm going to be like, well, he's covered all the bases. I got nothing else to say. It's not about if your idea is good. It partly is, but it's about how you present that. I bring you now to the debate where Joe Biden would talk and Trump would slam him down. Wrong. No, wrong. Just like he did to Hillary Clinton. And that's why they're saying, Biden, don't do it again. Now they poll people. Who do you think won? What do we get? Well, they say over and over again, exclusive poll. Biden won the debate convincingly. We have this from Google debate poll. Who won? Six in 10 say Biden today. Biden, 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 Biden. We get it. Joe Biden. Then we have this one. I love this. Washington Post. Reliable polls show that Biden won the debate. So those aren't what Trump allies are highlighting. Duh. Trump supporters are like, boom, we won. Anti-Trumpers are like, boom, Biden won. And it's pointless. Okay, I'm going to try and go more in depth. At least that's the best I can say. Trump messed up on a lot of issues. But I think at the core of this, you're going to have people who either Trump comes off too strong, like he's a jerk and they're not going to like him, or Biden comes off too weak and they're going to say, I don't want that guy to be my president, man. That's kind of how I feel on the surface. Now, of course, I understand the significance of the Middle East peace deals that Trump has accomplished and the wars the Obama-Biden administration got us involved in. And I'm right away just like, I don't care. Joe Biden could come out and promise me a check for a thousand bucks and I'm going to be like, sorry, dude, the wars need to end. That was Trump, not you. You made it worse. Now, the Proud Boys, the average person is going to be like, I don't know what that is. But take a look at this. Kaylee McEnany says, verdict, Trump wins. C-SPAN, Trump, 53% to Biden's 29. Telemundo, Trump, 66 to Biden, 34. CNN, three votes Trump, one vote Biden of decided voters. I, I don't, I'm I, sure you can say they're unreliable. The C-SPAN poll was just a Twitter poll, so certainly not reliable. But this is the one that I think is the most important. This is the one from uh, from Telemundo. 66% of Spanish-speaking Americans in Telemundo poll think Trump just won the debate. Did Trump just win a massive chunk of the voting block of uh, Spanish speakers in this country? Because that could be his victory. I'm going to show you the results of this, but I've got to highlight something. Well, check this out. The commission will make changes. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Doesn't this make him look weak? That's sad, man. Now, look, CNN and everybody were saying it was a dumpster fire of a debate. But was it a dumpster fire because Trump just wouldn't let Joe Biden talk? So do you, OK, let, 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 let me let me put it this way. You put two guys in a room, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and Trump walked all over this guy. And now you're going to change the rules because Joe Biden couldn't hang with Donald Trump. To me, it just sounds like Joe Biden is handicapped. 
And I mean that in a sporting sense, like they're calculating, OK, Donald Trump interrupted how many times? What's the handicap? We're going to let's set let's set uh, Joe Biden up to a seven. He needs help. We better change the rules because clearly he can't handle it. Just so what? Trump is rude. He's a bully. Yeah. Do you want someone who's going to be overbearing and strong representing your government? I bet a lot of people will. Do you want a guy who can't handle that? Think about this. Let's say Joe Biden walks up to Vladimir Putin and he goes, come on, Putin, it's time to negotiate. And then Putin just starts snapping at him and yelling at him. And Biden goes, can I get help to change the rules about no? Because when you're actually doing a negotiation with a world power and a foreign leader, nobody's going to change the rules for you, dude. If you can't handle Donald Trump, I don't want you handling Kim Jong-un or Vladimir Putin. And they want to drag Donald Trump saying that, you know, he uh, is ponying up to these dictators. So you mean that Donald Trump has found a way to manage them? I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I'll tell you this. It's better than cowering before them. I'm not necessarily saying that's what Obama or Biden did. I'm saying when Biden gets to that negotiation, he's at the, he's at the you know World Security Council or whatever, or the UN. He's sitting in front of Xi Jinping and Xi just sits back and says, no, 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 wrong. Biden, you're wrong. And Biden's just like, come on, man. What, man, shut up. Come on. And then what? The Angela Merkel is going to be like, we're going to change the rules so that uh, you, you get a fair shake. And my accent's probably terrible. It's more like a Greta Thunberg. Anyway, you get the point. Is that what people are going to see? I have to wonder. So they're changing the rules. It's remarkable. But let, let, let's, I, I want to bring it back to this. Will Donald Trump win as data suggests? This is just one of the polls. And as I show you, most of the polls say Joe Biden won. That's significant. I don't know if the polls are going to be right, but I'll mention one more thing, too. I know a lot of people said the polls were wrong in 2016. Therefore, Trump is going to win. Let me warn all of you. The polls were wrong by like three or four points. They're now off by like six or seven. OK, maybe they're wrong, but maybe it's still bad news for Trump because they're they're It's, it's you know, I don't know what the polls mean. I got to be honest. I look at the real clear politics average and it's like one poll is like Trump plus four. And the next one's like Trump minus 20. And I'm just like, dude, I, I have no idea how I can try even bother speculating. So we'll leave it there. But let's take a look at this poll. 66% of Spanish speaking Americans in Telemundo poll think Trump won the debate. Let's operate under the assumption that this 66% will actually translate into votes. I bring you now to NBC News's swing the election. Right now, they say, see how changes in voter turnout and support could shift the outcome of the 2020 election. All of this right here, I've shown this before. They say, start with the results of the previous election, adjusted for demographic change since 2016, then adjust the sliders to see how shifts in the turnout and support among different demographic groups could swing the electoral college. See the scenarios below. As of right now, based on demographic change and the 2016 vote, they say Joe Biden will win with 307 electoral votes to Trump's 231. Four states have flipped since 2016. But of course, it makes no sense that this would stay the same. Trump has either proven himself or he's failed. So it could go up or down. Based on the people I've talked to, in my personal opinion, I think Trump's support is going to be higher. A lot of people said they wouldn't vote for him, but then the economy did really, really well. And the New York Times just published a story the other day about a secret Trump voter, a, a, a woman in her 50s, a Democrat in Manhattan who is a lesbian voting for Donald Trump. Why? It's the economy, stupid. But let's play this game with Latino voters. 
We can see right here, Latino voters have, uh, tw- uh, Trump has 28%. What do you think's going to happen if I switch that to 66? Let's find out. From 28 to 66% support among Latino voters. And there it is. Okay, 66%. Trump wins the popular vote and 326 electoral votes. But of course, just because 66% say he won the debate doesn't actually mean that's how many people are going to vote for him. That would be absurd. I'm sure a ton of them were like, wow, Biden got obliterated, but Trump's still bad not voting for him. What point does Trump need to get to among only Latino voters to win? In fact, it's around 16 to 18 points. At 44% of Latino vote, Trump still loses the major party, uh, major party votes, but he wins the electoral votes, 286 to 252. Not as good as his win in 2016. But if Trump can get 16 to 18%, I say that because some have argued that Trump's support among Latinos has gone down. I don't believe so. I believe according to several polls, he's actually improved. But let's, let's, let's play something else. I want to show you something else. Let's put it back to 28. All right. Let's say that Donald Trump, who, who got 8% of the black vote in, in 2016, gets just 3% more. We can see Joe Biden still wins. And at five points, Donald Trump wins 5% more. So I think I was wrong. I've mentioned this before. But I was probably, I think I was wrong in the past. It's 5% more. But let's say, let's say he only gets 3% more of the black vote, and then he gains only a few more points. If he gains, wow, that's, I didn't even see that coming. If Trump gains only two points among Latino voters, two after he, after that debate performance and 3% of the black community, Donald Trump wins. You can talk about who won the debate. You can talk about who's better on policy and who's not, but Trump only needs to win tiny fractions of certain demographics to actually win. This is why I think they're going so hard on Proud Boys and and white supremacy and racism. They are desperate to try and get Donald, uh, the the minority communities, Latinos and and black voters, not to vote for Trump. But Trump's, we've seen it in several polls. I mean, several, like Emerson, for instance. His standing among minority voters is going up. Rasmussen shows him going way up. It may be a foregone conclusion. It doesn't matter about college educated whites, although they are one of the more powerful voting blocks because they make up a larger percentage. If Trump is already winning these groups. Now, here's where I find it fun. GOP pollster sees Trump Biden debate as embarrassing, says it encouraged people not to vote. (laughs) Anybody telling you my guy won? No, sorry, man. That's just not the case. I think the one thing Trump has going for him is that he's a bully. I, I, I don't know if it, look, I, I, tr- I trust the Frank Luntz view of things better than I trust anybody else. Because when I see all these leftists being like, I can't believe Donald Trump did that. Oh, Joe Biden told him to shut up. I'm like, dude, Joe Biden didn't win. Trump was running circles around him. But Trump did look really bad because he's kind of a dick. You know what I mean? I think Trump's a better choice. But I, th- I think you're going to see the tribalists just screaming, my side won. Woo-hoo, just like they always do. They did it with Hillary. They do it with Bernie. They're doing it with Trump. What Frank Luntz is seeing is that people just don't want to vote. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But I think there's going to be record voter turnout. Now, here's the problem. Okay. The Democratic Party is bigger than the Republican Party. The Republican Party has been catching up in terms of voter registration because people have been leaving, leaving the Democratic Party. And that's according to Axios. The, but 
Some people are leaving the Democrats. Some people are switching parties and walk away is real. It's not defeating Democrats. However, Democrats are still registering more voters in key states. So it's good news for Republicans. But if undecided voters and middle of the road voters don't start supporting Donald Trump and the Republicans, they're not going to win. And based on all this data, assuming it's true, Trump might win. I don't think he's going to hold. I don't think the Republicans are going to hold the Senate or the House. Democrats are going to take over. This is going to prove Antifa right that their tactics worked. They're going to continue to be violent and the American people will suffer for it. And that will be too bad. These people, these businesses that are getting looted and ransacked that then say, but we support the movement. Well, OK, you, then what do you I'm, I'm, I'm not going to come and support you. OK, I'm not going to defend your business if you're cheering them on while they do it. It's like if, if you watch them destroy your stuff and you cheer for it, I can only assume you wanted it to happen. That's what I can say. The only thing I can say for the American people. Now, again, according to Frank Luntz, we have this story. Undecided voters call Trump bully and Biden better than expected after debate. Uh, you know, that's that's another issue for Trump. The bar was set really low for Biden. He needed only not pass out. And that was it. Now, unfortunately for Biden, he started playing that game and now he's getting roasted for it. Check this out. Piers Morgan, rude, doddery Biden won this shameful, humiliating sham of a debate, but only because vile Trump and impotent moderator were even worse. And the biggest losers from this mudslinging fiasco were the American people. That's the that was, that was the argument, right? Vote for Biden to bring everything back to normal. Nah, Joe Biden insults people. He's just not nearly as good at it as Trump is. Remember when he when he yelled at that union guy? Go vote for Trump then because he was mad, worried about gun control. How about the guys like, look, fat? Oh, he didn't actually say fat. I don't care. Joe Biden's a mean dude. He's like, listen, Donald Trump may be nasty to those nasty to him, but Trump's not going to walk up to one of his own supporters who questions him and insult him. Trump's going to walk up, shake the hand and say, well, what should we do then? Trump's, Trump loves his, his supporters and loves his base. Joe Biden, he insults people. There was one person, I remember it was, it was a guy who questioned him on immigration. And then Biden just goes, then go vote for Trump. And he's like, but no, no, I want to vote for you. Go vote for Trump. Sure. Go vote for Trump. Rude, doddery Biden won, says Pierce Morgan, only because Trump was worse. But what you got to understand is that people like Pierce, he may be right. Okay. But he is an ivory tower elite. Like, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some, you know, working class Joe. I certainly came from humble beginnings. I don't know what a carpenter is thinking, but I can tell you this. When I talk to my friends who are apolitical, they're confused by all of this. All they know is Joe Biden got stepped on and that's all they see. And they're like, but does that make Trump bad? That's the important factor, because if Donald Trump comes off too harsh. And maybe that was the point of having dottery old Biden just go, oh, you know, because they want Trump to look like he's going too hard against a poor old man. You can make Trump look strong against someone like Hillary Clinton, who everyone despised. And you can make Trump look like a mean bully if you put him up against a sad old man. Leave Biden alone. It might work. It absolutely might. But Joe Biden isn't earning himself any favors when he says, will you shut up, man? Nope. Joe Biden should have, you know, I'll I'll say this. It's a difficult position for Joe Biden when Trump is interrupting and interrupting and interrupting nonstop. It absolutely is. But Joe Biden did not know how to handle it. And that's it. Trump's in the WWE arena, baby. And you don't know the rules, then you are going to lose. And that's all I can say for Joe Biden, man. So here, here, uh, let's talk about critical race theory real quick. 
James Lindsay says Joe was wrong about this, and his only way of defending it was to call the person who was right a racist. That's it. One of the biggest criticisms we saw in Kenosha from the New York Times story was that all the Democrats ever have is to say, you're a racist, you're a racist. So when Donald Trump says that critical race theory was teaching our country, uh, was teaching people to hate our country, and Joe Biden says he's a racist, it kind of proves their point. He won't denounce Antifa, and he'll just call Trump racist. So it's really, it's really not about policy, man. I don't think it's ever really been about policy. I think Trump won the debate for one reason. The conversation is almost entirely about him. And that's what it comes down to. There's posts all over Reddit and I'm reading. It's like, can you believe Trump said this? Can you believe Trump didn't say that? Trump, 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 Trump. You know why they say one of the reasons Trump won in 2016 was because the media was nothing but Trump. I guess they're hoping that's the case. And that people are just going to say, I am sick and tired of everything being about Donald Trump. Well, blame the media for that. And so therein lies the pitfall for Joe Biden. If the idea was a vote for Biden would bring everything back to normal, I got bad news for you. That's not going to happen. I'll tell you what we need. We need a populist president, someone who understands the policies Trump is enacting, who doesn't constantly stick their foot in their mouth who can be quicker and wittier and answer these questions better than Trump can. Now, Trump may have been the avatar of the populist right, and he represents their anger, the world's biggest FU, but he can't, he can't go up against the machine all on his own endlessly. He had a lot of advantages in 2016, and he still, he won the, he won the electoral college pretty well, but not the popular vote. Trump might lose this one as the incumbent because he is defending. He is in government now. You are the machine. Prove you deserve to be reelected. It's a lot harder than being the bull ramming through the door. Here's what we need. A younger, wittier, stronger populist personality who will speak to the to regular Americans, condemn the violence and can answer the, the, the questions much more quickly. I'm not sure Donald Trump is going to be able to do this. I don't know if Trump is going to win. I got to be honest. I think he still might. I think what I said matters. But we're only going to be able to just wait and see for the most part. I, ca- I can't tell you. We're going to wait and see what happens. November. The machine is cheating. I think so. But these people seem to think that once Biden leaves, everything can go back to normal, just like it was during the Obama years. Oh, no, it will only get worse. If you get rid of Trump and you double down on this leftist insanity, the radical left and all this craziness, you will see a regular American wave sweeping through government in 2024. So if Trump doesn't win today, I'm not convinced he'll run again. I don't think so. I mean, four more years, he'll be 78. That's where Joe Biden's basically at now. But maybe a Trump Jr., maybe someone younger who totally gets it. I'm not convinced it's going to be a Crenshaw or a Josh Hawley or anything like that. I think you need someone with a more demand, you know, more like demanding personality and stronger personality than they than they currently represent. I'm not saying they're not strong. I'm just saying where they are right now, I don't think they got those chops, right? Donald Trump, the fact that he can he can step all over Joe Biden is just good for Donald Trump. But he wasn't quick enough on his policy answers. And he's and, and I think he might lose people. But I'll leave it there. Stick around. I got more segments coming up later today, starting at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast News. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. I think quite possibly the best reaction to the debate last night came from CNN, from Jake Tapper and Dana Bash. 
Jake Tapper said it was a hot mess in a dumpster fire. And Dana Bash said it was an S show. Okay, I'm avoiding the swear, but you get the point. She said this on cable TV. They don't really swear, but she did. She went for it. You know what? They're both kind of right, but where they're wrong, Jake Tapper said, and it's mostly Donald Trump's fault. And that's not true. I mean, I guess you can kind of say that, but Trump is doing what Trump always does. I, t- I Look, they were going into a WWE style wrestling match. They knew this. They had years to prepare. And what did Joe Biden do? He played the exact same game Trump does. So when people watch this and they're like, Joe Biden's like, man, will you shut up? And everyone's like, oh, snap, Joe Biden, SmackDown. It's like, OK, I get it. You're not really debating. You're trying to score points. It was more like uh, I wouldn't call it a debate. I'd say I'd say that Joe Biden got served. That's what it was, right? It's like Donald Trump and Joe Biden may have well just been breakdancing so we could have gotten over with and then started arguing about why our guy won. Both sides are claiming it was really bad for the other guy. But for the most part, I'll tell you this. I think Trump won the debate. Now, the betting odds are against Trump. They're saying that Trump, well, I don't know if they're saying Trump lost, but they're saying Biden is more likely to win the general now following that debate performance. I think Trump won the debate. I think Trump dominated the debate. And I think Trump's character defects are hurting him really, really bad. And I I know there's a lot of Trump supporters who say things like, why should I care if Trump's got character defects or if he's rude, if he's getting the job done? And that is correct. If you really thought about it, you probably wouldn't care. But come on, we know why Obama got elected. Obama did not get elected because he was, you know, bringing up these really great policies. Obama was like, well, look, my 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 thing has always been conflict, crisis, foreign policy. So I look at uh, Barack Obama in, and, and the Biden and Biden in terms of bombing civilians, drone strikes, you know, uh, spying, arresting people. But I mean, what, what can we really talk about the Obama administration and, and praise Obamacare? I mean, a lot of people complain about that. So I, I look, Barack Obama got elected on his his charisma, his charm, his celebrity status. You don't look, you might not like it, but that probably was the biggest factor in his in, in his election. Now, in 2016, Donald Trump was a bull crashing the doors of the ivory tower, looking Hillary Clinton in the eye and saying, you are the establishment and I am going to come and rain on your parade. People loved it. Like Michael Moore said, it was the biggest F you in human history. That's why a lot of people said Donald Trump. Well, we're past that now. Joe Biden still kind of represents the previous administration. Maybe many people won't want to let him in, but are they going to get that same reaction? of Donald Trump going wrong, wrong to the establishment. I don't necessarily think so. And I think Trump, uh, you know, uh, Frank Luntz tweeted, tweeted about it. Here's what he said. Trump is in total control of the debate stage, but he's too rude to win over many new votes. I would like to use this debate to teach my students how to communicate, but I can't. It would be unfair to my students. Frank has a really great thread about undecided voters. He's a pollster. I'm not saying his word is absolute or anything like that, but I'll tell you, man, how I felt watching that debate, if I was going to give the perform, like if I was going to assign, you know, points from one to a hundred, I would say Donald Trump, 57, Joe Biden, 43. Oh, I know there's probably a lot of people saying, what are you nuts? Donald Trump debated. Uh, I'm sorry. Donald Trump dominated. He did. He totally did. There's a few areas where he made mistakes. I want to highlight these things. And there's a few areas where he was vulnerable and the media is going after him with absurd and ridiculous lies. 
Joe Biden had some good attacks on Trump, but I think for the most part, Trump held his own, pushed back on Biden. And there's several key areas. One, mail-in voting. When Donald Trump was going off on mail-in voting, he was saying it's fraud like you've never believed. You've got new, you got what happened in Manhattan. You've got what happened in, in New Jersey. Bad things happening in Pennsylvania. You've got people, you know, getting the wrong ballots. He, he went off for like two or three minutes just ranting about, and Joe Biden just sat there doing nothing. And then Joe Biden goes, there's no evidence. That's it. That's all he could say. He couldn't say anything. And then, of course, we get the media class. It Look, the media very obviously is in the bag for Joe Biden. It's kind of hilarious to see journalists coming out and saying, don't interview Proud Boys. Why? Oh, it's because Proud Boys aren't white supremacists. But this is another area of uh, for Trump that he had a real opportunity to dominate and actually win. Look, Donald Trump needed to say only one thing. During the debate, one of one of the areas in which I think Trump still comes out ahead, but where he can't, he, he could have done better is when he was uh, was when he was asked to denounce white supremacists and right wing militias. The first thing Trump said is, sure, that was it. And now a lot of people are saying he didn't condemn white supremacy. He's not refusing. He, he's refusing to do so. He could have made a bolder statement than that. Instead, he tried to push back on Antifa. Now, here's the here's the reality. What do you think Americans care about right now? Do you think Americans are sitting in their homes going, oh, the white supremacists? No, that's the paranoid, delusional far left that think white supremacists are lurking around every corner. Regular Americans are hearing about riots from Antifa. Joe Biden would not condemn Antifa. And this was a huge net gain for Donald Trump. We've watched the riots. We've seen the Black Lives Matter extremists. Joe Biden refused to condemn it. In fact, Joe Biden denied it even existed, saying that it's just an idea. Ter- terrible mistake. Absolutely. Let's go through some of the things. I want, I want to go through some of the things I've pulled up and, and explain what's going on. So Majid Nawaz, he's the guy who coined the phrase regressive left, intellectual dark web type. He's a great dude. He says Biden was weak on that Proud Boys versus Antifa exchange. Why? Trump's base doesn't care if he refused to condemn Proud Boys, but Biden's base see violent Antifa black bloc riding in the streets. Now we see Biden refuse to condemn by name or even acknowledge they exist. It's what I have literally been saying for months. Biden need only say no. Now here's what's going on. They're saying don't interview the Proud Boys. Why? Because they'd find out the Proud Boys aren't white supremacists. Oh no, their leader actually isn't a white dude. Enrique Tario, the leader of the Proud Boys, I think he's uh, Afro-Cuban. I'm not entirely sure, Enrique. I'm not entirely sure what your uh, your eth- ethnic background is, but he's not white. He's not a white guy. He's certainly not a white supremacist. And the Proud Boys aren't white supremacists. You want to call them and call them names and criticize them? You can do so. But but please get close to what they are. You know what I mean? Like if you want to call them right wing provocateurs and violent, we can have an argument about it. And I'll say, well, look, there's been violence from the Proud Boys. Typically, Antifa starts the fight with them. If you leave them, leave them alone, they walk around, you know, waving little American flags. and That's the end of it. But they're, they're, they're criticisms of the Proud Boys for sure. They recently went to Portland. I said it was a bad idea. It turned out to be OK. So fine. But there's there's things you can criticize them for if you want to. If you interview them, it will actually debunk the narrative coming out that Trump refused to condemn white supremacists. But let's let's read a little bit more about Ma- what Majid Nawaz says. He says, so Biden and, and, and mind you, Majid Nawaz is a radio host in, in London, I think for uh, LBC, it was at London Broadcast, Broadcasting Company. He's a, a liberal dude, liberal guy. Here's what you got to understand. Here's what he said. So Biden inadvertently revealed Trump's allegation is correct. Democrats are covering for Antifa. No one sane believes it's just an idea. 
And Antifa does not sit comfortably with the base Biden needs to win over. Even me. I imagine Nawaz isn't. I don't believe uh, he's in the US. I think he's in London, so he's not going to be voting. But it's true. Perhaps the real reason why, quote, this won't end well. And despite everything we see with our own eyes in Portland, etc., still you repeat this myth that Antifa is just an idea. Seriously, you think a stupid? We know what we see, a loosely affiliated violent network of black shirts and their presence disturbs middle America. And now Donald Trump is going to litter the Internet and TV with advertisements showing Antifa, showing them waving their flags and Joe Biden saying, nah, that's just an idea. And then uh, I don't someone I, I didn't catch this part, but I saw someone post that Donald Trump responded Getting hit in the head with a baseball bat is not an idea. I don't, I, I didn't hear him say that. Someone said he did. So maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't, maybe he did. I don't know. But that's, that's what Trump's going to put that in, in ads all over the place. Here's what check, check this out. On my Twitter, what's happening? President Trump says Proud Boys should stand back and stand by when asked to condemn white supremacists at the presidential debate. It's really interesting how they conflate the two. Because he was asked to condemn white supremacists and right wing militias that were, uh, that we're starting violence, I suppose, of which it's extremely rare anything like that happens. It doesn't. And then Trump said, sure. Trump said, who? And Biden said, proud boys. And then Trump said, stand back and stand by. Stand back and stand by. Now they're conflating that with white supremacy. I'm sorry, that's not the case. Right below it, however, a politics trending, Antifa. Trump does not condemn white supremacy when asked about the topic during the first presidential debate. You see how they do that? Stand back and stand are trending. They could have in the Antifa section on Twitter said Joe Biden refuses to condemn Antifa. This is how the game is played. And do you think regular Americans sitting back and watching their cities burn are going to be like, well, that's normal. I must be crazy. No, they're going to be like some dude showed up to my neighborhood and threatened to burn my house down. We just had a guy in Louisville. They, they demanded he yell Black Lives Matter. He wouldn't do it. I got some more for you. Andy No tweeted, Rose City Antifa is a group. Antifa Seven Hills is a group. Antifa Sacramento is a group. Atlanta Anti-Fascist is a group. Youth Liberation Front is a group. There are many, many Antifa groups and they are violent. Imagine responded. We all see this with our own eyes and we are asking why Biden refuses to. And then he responded with Biden was weak. And of course, his position. 100 days of riots, says Chris Wallace. About time. Chris Wallace said, there have been 100 days of riots. That's what he said. Riots, not protests. The American people know this. Now you've got Trump's base. They're, they're all high-fiving. Woo, Trump won. Yeah. They're highlighting some points where he could have done better. You got the anti-Trump base going, oh, Biden crushed it. Woo. And then in, in reality, it's like, look, I don't know why the, why the betting odds are flipping in Biden's favor, but I'd say money talks and BS walks that keep, you know, keeping that in mind. I believe Hillary Clinton was favored in the betting odds. So take it with a grain of salt. I don't know what it really means. But I'll tell you what I've been told by my friends and my family and, you know, people I know and trust. The riots flipped them. They were Democrat. They hated Trump. Many of them were abstaining because they hate Biden. And then when the riots happened and they would not stop and the Democratic mayors and governors would not take Trump's offer for help, they said enough. Trump needs to come in and clean this up. Maybe the Insurrection Act? I don't know. But I want to show you this. Adam Serwer says, just like after Charlottesville, the white nationalists are taking Trump's remarks as an endorsement of their behavior. Shut up. No, they aren't. Okay, the white nationalists are not. 
Richard Spencer endorsed Joe Biden, calling them clearly more competent. And they try and they'll try and claim that when the Klan or these, you know, these these white supremacists or white nationalists endorse Democrats, it's just a trick because we know they actually like Trump better. Why? Trump's banning critical race theory. He's banning things that the, that many white nationalists have praised. Yeah, don't believe me? Think about it for two seconds. Critical race theory, which Donald Trump answered very poorly when he was asked about it, says that whiteness is bad. They believe that working hard and saving for the future is a trait, is a white characteristic. That's why white nationalists, and I'm not going to pretend like I know what they all think, but many of them have said this is great. They love it. It's probably why someone like Richard Spencer would would uh, uh, endorse Joe Biden. I don't he, the, the dude isn't lying to you. This is the crazy thing. They, they, they want to act like when Richard Spencer supports Joe Biden, it must be a secret trick because he's just trying to smear Joe Biden. It's like the dude is publicly comfortable with telling you he's a white nationalist. He's not lying to you. He's giving his opinions in real time. Take his word for it. If you don't like his opinions, that's fine. But stop pretending like it's, it's all a ruse or a trick. As far as I can tell, the dude's being completely honest with what he thinks. And I do not like his his, his political views. And, and, and a lot of people don't. But his views align with leftist identitarianism. Not completely, but for the most part, their theories on race. Take a look at what we get from when you, when you search this on Google search. The New York Times, Trump refuses to condemn white supremacists. The New York Times, again, Trump refuses to denounce white supremacy. Blah, blah. Proud boys, Trump refuses to condemn. Chris Wallace, are you willing? Blah, blah, blah. And there you go. And there you go over and over and over again. Trump won't do it. Trump won't blah, blah, blah. I'd like to introduce you to Enrique Tarrio <laughs> and Joe Biggs. Look at this. Look at this guy right here with this with skull and what is that? A skull and crossbones. Look at his face. I can tell by him shaking the hand of a guy who is not white. He clearly is a white supremacist. And I can tell, but that, but <laughs> I can tell the Proud Boys certainly must be white supremacists because their, their leader is not white. What is this? A Dave Chappelle sketch? You can criticize the Proud Boys for being Western chauvinist. You can say they're provocateurs. You can say that they, 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 they march around because they're looking for a fight. You can criticize them in all these ways. We'll have an argument about it. Okay. Cause it's not clear cut. Now, I don't think I do. I don't think the Proud Boys start fights for the most part. There have been some instances, but it's usually only when Antifa shows up to their events. And that's the thing. Proud Boys are, will be like, we're going to go do our thing. Now, are there Proud Boys who do this knowing? Oh, yeah, because they used to actually have something. I think it was called the fourth degree, like you get a degree or whatever in the Proud Boys. And it was getting into a fight in defense of Western values. And so they was quite literally saying, like, if you get into a fight with, you know, Antifa or whatever, then you get upgraded or something like that. So there really was a component of the Proud Boys that involved violence. You can you can criticize them for it. One hundred percent. We can we can talk about it. But what you're not going to convince me of is that a bunch of dudes are secret white supremacists taking their cues from a guy who's clearly not white. But that's everything. There you go. Let's talk about the transcript. Emily Jashinsky tweeted. The debate was garbage, but this is the actual transcript of the white supremacy exchange. Trump didn't refuse to denounce white supremacy as much as the media is now saying. Look at his first reply. Take issue with how he handled it, but don't misinform. Wallace said, are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Sure. Trump said, sure. And to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities we saw in Kenosha, as we've seen in Portland. Sure, I'm prepared to do it. But I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not the right wing. I'm willing to do anything. I want to see peace. Then do it, sir. Do it. Say it, says Biden. What do you want to call them? Give me a name. 
White supremacists and right-wing militias. Biden yells, proud boys. Trump says, proud boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, someone's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Trump fell into the same trap Biden did on Antifa. The only problem, there's no proud boys marching around in my neighborhood. In fact, if the proud boys came to my neighborhood, I'd be like, oh, look, proud boys. I have zero concern. And most Americans probably have zero concern that proud boys are going to be marching around, smashing windows, starting fires and attacking people. But Antifa's the videos are everywhere. I get I get people calling me saying, like, what's happening with these riots? They're scared. I get people who tell me from Chicago, they've been Democrats their whole lives and, and their whole lives. And then the, the black block Antifa and the rioters went into their neighborhood and they were freaking out. And the left likes to say, Tim's making this up. No one really said that. Oh, please, man. Nah, you want You want to play games and pretend like America isn't freaked out by 100 plus days of rioting. Chris Wallace said it in the debate, 100 days of rioting. And a bunch of leftists got triggered. They're like, they're not riots. I was in Portland. They're not riots. Oh, okay. All the fires you're starting, blah, blah, blah. Don't care. I don't care what you think. Joe Biden needed to call it out. He did not do it. Now, Donald Trump made a big mistake. Joe, Bi- uh, uh, Joe Biden says to Trump, all these dog whistles and racism don't work. I don't know. Whatever. Donald Trump was asked about critical race theory. OK, and instead of ask uh, Chris Wallace really just mangled this. It was awful. He said, you banned racial sensitivity training. And Trump walked right into this. Trump was ill prepared. And, you know, I got really disappointed. I uh, this is the arrogance in me, but I'm really confident I would have absolutely obliterated Joe Biden in that debate. One hundred percent critical race theory, because all those questions Chris Wallace had to ask, I can give you an answer right off the top of my head. OK, and uh, look, I'll tell you what, I don't debate. OK, I don't. I have discussions, but I can give you answers. I rant all day for a living. No script. No, Chris Wallace. Donald Trump did not ban racial sensitivity training. Donald Trump banned critical race theory. That's the theory that believes hard work is an element of white people. Do you believe that, Chris Wallace? I didn't. I don't think so. Now, do you think the government should be paying people to teach people that? I didn't think so either. Therefore, we said no to this. Trump didn't have a good answer. He he pattered. He was like, it was really bad. It was really racist. And, and they were teaching people that America was bad. Trump should have been better prepared. If, if Trump made the move to ban critical race theory, which I think was a fantastic move, he should have been better prepared for what it entails. And the simple thing is critical race theory says working hard and preparing for the future is a trait of white people. I am not exaggerating or making that up. That's literally a component. Ibram X. Kendi dragging Amy Coney Barrett just the other day because she was trying to civilize, you know, people, uh, these these poor kids she adopted because they weren't white. That's what they think. They think hard work. It, it's exactly what white supremacists think. Trump could have been better, uh, uh, absolutely better, better prepared for this. Frank Luntz made a good point, or I, I shouldn't say he made a good point, but he said, my undecided group just finds this debate funny. I've quote, I've honestly not laughed this hard in months. They don't mean that in a good way. This ugliness isn't working for either of the candidates. I mean, I disagree. They might not mean it in a good way, but people don't remember what you say, but they do remember how you made them feel. And I was laughing. I was laughing last night. It was it was exactly what I hoped for. It could have been better, you know, but Trump was funny. I When, when Trump started going wrong, wrong, I just I just lost it. I love it. Wrong. Trump dominates the stage. He took over in every way. Now. Is that going to make undecided voters want to vote for him? Probably not. 
And that's bad news for Trump. But to say that Joe Biden won the debate is wrong. Joe Biden was was shaken. He was he was like Trump owned it. Like like uh, Frank Luntz had already said. Uh, now, so here's another tweet he says this debate has actually convinced some undecided voters not to vote at all. I've never seen a debate cause this reaction. I'm not surprised, man. We'll see how things play out. I got to tell you, though, I'm I'm not convinced Trump's going to win off this debate performance, but we still got several more debates and I'm not entirely convinced Trump is going to win straight up. Now, I uh, I don't know for sure. It's all speculative. But I, I wonder if, if Biden's weakness really will translate because, you know, Frank is mentioning that some undecided voters won't vote at all. But I wonder how many undecided voters are looking at Biden and Trump and going, <laughs> I'll take the guy who's a jerk, man, I guess. So that's what I tweeted last night. I said, which one are you picking? Senile crackpot crony or a whole loudmouth TV star? And of course, you know, I guess for people who follow me, 110,000 votes and 92% said, you know, a-hole, loudmouth. Listen, it could just be because of the followers I have, which is probably the case, but 100,000 votes, a lot of retweets. It's probably all the Trump supporters who are active. That could be that they're more enthusiastic. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win, but enthusiasm does matter in terms of turnout. So we will see. People aren't enthusiastic about voting for Biden, but they are enthusiastic about voting against Donald Trump. But I'll tell you what I think. I'm disappointed in a lot of Trump's answers, but I'll tell you what, man, Joe Biden is a senile crackpot crony. And I'm not saying that literally. I'm saying in, in the perception of him. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to do an armchair diagnosis. I'm saying he represents the establishment. He's clearly not capable for the job. He's weak. He's a coward. I'll take I'll take the a-hole, dude. I'll take the, the guy who's yelling on stage, because at least when he goes to, to negotiate and debate with other countries and corporations, he's going to do the same thing. I'll take what I can get. But let me tell you where uh, where Donald Trump actually absolutely uh, uh, did win first. Joe Biden made a mistake. Frank Lunt said Biden should not have told Trump to shut up. Trump has rattled him and it's not a good look for Biden. Here's Vulture. Will you shut up, man, is the song of the summer. Why would I want to vote for someone who's like Donald Trump, but worse? Okay, Donald Trump's character problems are are a detriment to to him in many ways. I don't like it when Donald Trump says stupid things and yells at people and insults them. I don't. That's just me. Sometimes it's funny. But sometimes I'm like, just come on, man. Right? Like Joe Biden. Come on, man. But then Joe Biden goes up there and does the exact same thing. Joe, you're not as good. At, you're not you're not good at this. You're like trying to be like Trump, but you're bad at it. OK, fine. I'll take the guy who's at least good at it. He should not have told Trump to shut up. Trump was dominating the bait stage and Biden had an opportunity to play to decorum. He didn't want to do it. Joe Biden thought he was going to beat Trump at his own game. Are you daft, dude? You can't beat Trump at this. But listen, he's where he really won. From Reason, Robbie Suave writes, Donald Trump says Joe Biden is the candidate of perpetual lockdowns. Though the presidential debate was pure chaos, Trump destroyed Biden on the question of reopening the economy. Hands down, no question asked. That is a fact. Joe Biden had no answer, no response. And Trump said when, when they tried going after Trump on COVID deaths, Trump was like, and what about the VA, the 380,000? And it was like, whoa, Trump had a fast answer. He knew they were going to bring it up. And he said, if you were in charge, you opposed what we were doing. It'd be millions. What's your response, Joe Biden? Lockdowns, more lockdowns. Trump said, we can't do that. People are suffering and people want to know what they're going to do with their jobs. That was an absolute win for Trump. Now, as to whether this actually translates to victory, I'm not convinced. But I'll tell you what, if you think it will, then go out and place your bets.
I mean that figuratively. There are betting odds to what capacity it's legal. You know, go to these sites and, and do it, do whatever you want to do. But right now they're all saying Joe Biden's favored. You know, what that means Fo- well, so, so following this debate, we saw what looks like a plus 16, uh, from, from 9.5 to plus 16. Okay. That means you have an opportunity to make a lot of money if you think Trump's going to lose. Or, I'm sorry. If you think Trump's going to win. If they're all saying in the betting odds that Biden's on track to win and the betting odds favor Joe Biden, vote for Trump, uh, bet on, bet, bet on Trump. I remember a lot of people back in 2016 said the odds were so bad for Trump that they put down like a hundred bucks, one, a thousand bucks. They were like, I don't know, whatever. The idea was we don't know. It's not a a die, a die, a roll of the dice. Like, like, you know, a roulette or not, not roulette, like, like craps or a, a spin of the wheel, like roulette. It's, it's, it's politics and gambling. Everybody thinks they know you're speculating on who's going to win. People were, people basically said, I'm, I'm fine with losing the hundred. I'd be stoked if I won a thousand. And if they're saying Trump wins a quarter of the time, those odds are actually really great. But no one at the betting, you know, uh, thought Trump was going to win. So I'll tell you what, I can't predict the future. The betting odds, man, money talks, man. I don't think, I I think Frank Luntz is probably right when he says undecided voters are probably not going to vote for Trump. But I'd be willing to bet that Trump made some slight gains because Joe Biden wouldn't condemn Antifa. And that's big. It's not the biggest thing in the world, though, healthcare and, uh, uh, and jobs. And that's why Joe Biden immediately kept trying to change the conversation to healthcare because he knows it's his only opportunity. Sorry, you're not good enough on that. I heard Trump's response. We lowered drug costs. We got rid of the individual mandate. And I was like, OK. And when they say they're going to get rid of Obamacare, you want to know what I think? As, as a middle of the road, independent left leaning person, I was trying to go to the doctor earlier this year and I couldn't because of Obamacare. And I was confused. I was like, I don't understand. I have insurance. I bought it in that, that marketplace thing. And they're like, nope, sorry. And so I, you know what I ended up doing? I had to go out of, I ended up having to pay out of pocket. So it, it meant nothing to me. And so when Trump says, yeah, we're going to, it's going to be over to, or Chris Wallace, like you want to overturn the ACA. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Are the costs going down? Well, Trump said he lowered drug prices. Okay, Joe Biden, what have you got? Well, healthcare. No, shut up. I'm done. We'll see how things play out. That's just my opinion. I know everyone's going to claim their guy won. I think Trump made a ton of mistakes, and I think he narrowly squeaked by. That's my opinion. But I don't, that, that doesn't mean I'm saying he's won over more of the voters. Biden may actually walk away with more votes because the media. I guess we'll just see how things play out. Stick around. Next segment will be coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. With only a few words, Joe Biden exemplified exactly what's wrong with him as it pertains to the riots and leadership we need in this country to deal with the far left extremists. Biden clashes with Trump over Antifa. It's an idea, not an organization. Trump fired back. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Obviously, today, the news is dominated by the results of the election last night, and the results are pretty much just a personal opinion each person has. But I can at least highlight some of the things I think are really important. And Joe Biden refusing to denounce, condemn Antifa or even Black Lives Matter says all I need to hear. Donald Trump, did he do a good job denouncing white supremacists and far right groups? No, he didn't. But he did at least say sure. And he has condemned that condemned them in the past, explicitly saying white supremacists and neo-Nazis. Joe Biden has condemned violence. I can respect that. Thank you, Joe Biden. Now, Joe, I'd like you to specifically identify Antifa and all of the various groups that are causing violence in this country under their flag. He won't. 
That makes me worried about what happens if he gets elected. Now, look, I can talk to you about a million and one things, right? Joe Biden is part of the, you know, he was the, the VP in the Obama administration. They expanded the United States' war, uh, the United States' wars into North Africa, expanded our footprint in the Middle East. Not a fan of that. Donald Trump, historic peace deals. Uh, notably, they recognize Israel withdrawing our troops. I don't know what else you want me to say about who I should be voting for. But when it comes to domestic issues, we're talking about Donald Trump banning critical race theory. This idea that hard work is inherent to white people, which is extremely racist, and Joe Biden's inability to call out the extremists. Meanwhile, who gets in trouble? It's actually quite simple. Here's the main story. Nine people charged after the McCloskey confrontation won't be prosecuted. Ah, I love it. After consideration of all factors, the city councilor determined that prosecution is not warranted against these particular individuals. Are you kidding me? They were trespassing. You can at least give them a slap on the wrist. People who engage in nonviolent civil disobedience at least get a slap on the wrist, like court supervision, which is like a nothing penalty. It's like, just don't commit a crime again. That's it. These people? No. The McCloskeys facing felony charges. This is not the way I would like to live. If someone comes to my house after 110 nights of rioting, and I choose to defend myself, do I have to worry about going to prison? Yes, because we have seen it over and over again. In Milwaukee, when they went, to, when the mob went to this dude's house and he brandished a gun through his window, he gets arrested. The McCloskeys, they break on a private property. There's a mob of people. Now the McCloskeys say they were threatening them. We're going to take that room. We're going to burn your house down. They came out with guns. We can have an argument about whether they should or should not have done that, like whether the, the threat warranted it. But I'm not here to argue the state of mind of a homeowner on their own property when people are trespassing. I'm not here to set a standard that like, well, maybe someone's allowed to trespass. No, you come on my property, you leave. I'm allowed to defend myself. Joe Biden will claim these groups don't exist. Not really happening. Maybe it's because Joe Biden is lying to our faces. Now, I got some criticism for Donald Trump, for sure. Apparently, he said that some the Portland sheriff or something that affected endorsed him. I got the story. The Multnomah County Sheriff is roasting Donald Trump. Not a fan. You know what? I don't care. I, I tend to like sheriff's departments a bit more than like big city police departments, because at least you know who the person is. But I think Donald Trump still is doing a better job than the Portland PD, than the OSP. But I, I don't even want to blame the police on this one, because they are trying to arrest the far left who are continually rioting. It's the, it's the district attorneys that won't prosecute. Let me read you this story, but I want to show you something else. It's worse than just Joe Biden refusing to acknowledge the existence of Antifa and other far left extremist groups. Joe Biden actually dragging the Kenosha kid, Kyle Rittenhouse. Look, we can I've said it. Rittenhouse should not have been out there and he should not have been armed. And there's a lot of things that shouldn't have happened before it even comes to my criticism of him. Right. I think Kyle Rittenhouse was defending himself. I think him and his friends were trying to help trying to put out fires and stop the far left Antifa from blowing up a gas station. Well, Black Lives Matter, I should say. He shouldn't have been there. The cops should have been there. The rioters shouldn't have been there. There's several more steps we have to go through before you're going to get me to say something, you know, like like to directly condemn Kyle Rittenhouse. I think he shouldn't have been there. I can criticize him. But Joe Biden says, quote, there is no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. He didn't refuse. He just didn't do a good job of it. 
And the Proud Boys aren't white supremacists. Trump said of the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. And they are hooting and hollering and cheering about it. I don't think that was appropriate for Trump either. I don't know what he means by that. But then he goes on to say, someone's got to deal with Antifa. Are you implying the Proud Boys should go out and start fights? Because I'm not a fan of that, bro. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the Proud Boys, dude, I mentioned this in my earlier segment. If they, if, if, if 300 Proud Boys marched onto my property right now, I would not feel threatened at all. And then I know the last guy be like, that's because you're privileged. No, it's because the Proud Boys are like a frat, a group of frat bros who are like chest bumping and like waving American flags. They're going to march around. I'm going to walk out and be like, what are you guys doing on my property? That's it. I've seen Proud Boys mess with people. I've seen them, you know, get in the face of journalists. And guess what? There was a story out of Portland where apparently some journalist was getting hassled by a right wing dude. It wasn't a Proud Boy. Someone complained to the Proud Boys and Enrique Tario, who's the chair of the Proud Boys, told them to back off and leave the journalists alone because they understand. Look, you can argue they're evil and they're just playing to the press. Fine, whatever. If the leader of the Proud Boys is going to tell people to stop messing with others, He'll do it. The Antifa won't do that. They'll be like, F you, and they'll get in your face, and they'll attack you. We said a video of a guy outside of his business, armed, and they were like, demanding that he say Black Lives Matter, and he wouldn't do it. And no one's going to defend that guy. They stayed and got in his face. Finally, somebody burned down one of his buildings. I have zero concern that the, the Proud Boys are going to burn down my building. They haven't done anything like that. Do they fight with Antifa? Yes. Are they fighting with anybody else? No, sometimes the, the groups aligned with the Proud Boys will start fights. There's also Patriot Prayer. They start fights. OK, but you know what? I know the Proud Boys have a hierarchy. I know that they try to maintain appearances and that if you complain, guess what? They're going to leave. You know, if you leave them alone, let them march around. Nothing happens. It's, it's just a group of people waving American flags. And they're wearing black polo shirts. What about Antifa and Black Lives Matter? Now we see what happens when you do not condemn this, when you do not prosecute this, these people are emboldened. That's what Joe Biden is bringing to the table. Here's the story from Fox News. St. Louis prosecutors have declined to prosecute nine people charged with trespassing on the private property of a gun wielding couple who pointed weapons at them during a confrontation. In a statement to Fox News, Deputy City Councilor Michael Garvin said Tuesday, that prosecutors investigated each of the cases through the review of multiple videos, property documentation, and interviews. After consideration of all factors, the city councilor determined that prosecution is not warranted against these particular individuals. Having reached that conclusion, all charges were refused. Not even a slap on the wrist. Dude, when you trespass, when you're, when you're protesting, you face a slap on the wrist, but nothing? The homeowners, though who had no idea what was going on, who only know a giant mob of people is breaking out of my property. They're the ones being punished. This is what they're not telling you, okay? What they're not telling you is that the context of the circumstance, the McCloskeys likely did not know who these people were or what they wanted. Now, the activists understand, and they're like, but peaceful protesters were being threatened with guns. Dude, if I'm sitting on my porch eating dinner, and a, a, a mob is going rabble, rabble, rabble and comes onto my property. I don't know what that group is. The activists think everyone knows exactly what they know. That's ridiculous. I remember during Occupy Wall Street, I'd see these, this row of cops and there'd be the activists are screaming things like, whose side are you on? You're a class traitor and all this other stuff. And I'm like, bro, 
That cop has no idea what you're talking about. None. I tell you this. You walk up to one of those cops and you say, hey, did you catch, you, you catch the score of the Yankees game last night? And he's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. You go up to him and say, you're white privilege and class traitor. He's going to be like, what does that even mean? So you know, you, you know what happens? These activists assume everyone knows what they know. So when they see photos of people on their porch armed, they're like, those people were attacking poor Black Lives Matter peaceful protesters. You know what I see? I see two people on their porch with guns, and I see a large mob yelling rabble. There's also a clip where someone's got a shotgun microphone. I don't know exactly what kind of mic it is, parabolic or something. It's a long black cylinder, thin cylinder. And a lot of conservatives don't know this. And they're like, look, they were armed. Now I see this and I'm like, no, dude, that's his DSLR with his, you know, microphone mounted on top, the shotgun mic of some sort. That means it's a long microphone for capturing sound straight in front of you in a cone shape and not sounds around or behind you. It's not omnidirectional. But if conservatives saw that photo, and assume that was a gun. It's no surprise to me the McCloskeys, who don't know what you know, see somebody walk in brandishing something, and so they walk out with their guns. The left won't tell you that. They want you to believe that the McCloskeys know everything you know. They have no empathy, none whatsoever. They think we're the heroes, everybody knows why we're the heroes, and that's that. I'm sorry, that isn't how it works. Let's read a little bit more. They say, Garvin said residents who are trustees of the private Portland place a neighborhood also declined to pursue charges. The nine people were issued trespassing citations earlier this month. Okay, okay. Well, I guess trespassing citations is at least some kind of slap on the wrist. My concern, however, is if you have mobs going around committing acts of violence, then they enter private property and they're threatening this couple. Shouldn't there be some kind of reciprocity? Like we can say, yes, it was wrong of them to brandish their weapons. I don't know if that's necessarily right. I'm just saying people are arguing. Okay, fine. Then was it also wrong for these people to walk onto their lawn threatening them? No charges at all. Just a trespassing citation, not even disorderly conduct or anything. No. Standing on your own property. That's it. Confiscate your weapons. Felony charges. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, residents of the neighborhood, face one felony count of unlawful use of a weapon. It made headlines, as we understand. Conservative and gun rights groups voice support for the couple. Well, now I'll tell you what, man. This the, P- Patricia was like waving her handgun around. Nah, nah, nah. Okay. And then you had, uh, uh, I guess the guy's name, Mark, with the AR-15. And I'm also like, dude, clearly these people don't know how to use weapons. You know what the issue is? The Second Amendment doesn't say that you need to be trained to be proficient in firearms. It just says you have a right to keep and bear them. That right shall not be infringed. And that's it. So if there is a dude who's got a gun on his own property when a violent, well, when a large mob, I don't want to say violent because they didn't get to that point. When a large mob enters the property, am I supposed to be mad at him just because he's not smart enough? It's not an argument, man. These people should not be facing any charges. But I'll tell you what, I'll say this. I think the trespassing citations probably sufficient. Sure. If they didn't charge the McCloskeys, because what we're seeing now is favoritism. The district attorneys are straight up going to say, this is okay. This is not. And they're going to protect the people who illegally enter property, who they acknowledge trespassed. That's the point. Trespassing citations are an acknowledgement from the government. These people were in a place they were not supposed to be. So why then would the McCloskeys face a felony charge? If the state has already conceded, or I should say the, 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 the it's not the AG, it's the district. I believe it's the uh, district attorney. If they've already conceded, these individuals were trespassing, meaning they were illegally on property. 
Doesn't that give the, the McCloskey's the right to defend their property or at least be prepared to defend it? In what, you know, in, in what capacity should they or shouldn't they be prepared is just an opinion. Why would they be charged the felony if the, if the government is already saying these people were in fact trespassing? That to me is insane. To then see Joe Biden drag Kyle Rittenhouse and try and insinuate he's a white supremacist. This is what scares me about Joe Biden. And I think if we don't acknowledge that, Joe Biden gets elected. And then where do you think we go from there? More emboldened extremists, Antifa running around smashing things. Why? Because it works. They say that if Joe Biden wins, the violence will stop. It's only when Donald Trump wins do things get violent. Are you kidding? Look, if Donald Trump wins, I think Antifa will act a fool. Yeah, sure. You're right about that. But if Joe Biden wins, Antifa is being told, hey, guess what? This works. Keep doing it. Donald Trump is, is, is arresting people. His, 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 his administration is. The DHS is, is, is targeting people who are committing the, who are organizing the violence. And the Portland police have been deputized as U.S. Marshals until the end of the year. That's why I think this is funny. Trump claims Portland sheriff endorsed him. Multnomah County Sheriff says he will never support him. There is no sheriff of Portland, but Multnomah County Sheriff Mike Reese tweeted that he does not and will never support President Trump. Why? Is it a political thing? Maybe it's because I guess, uh, you know, sheriffs are elected and he's probably a Democrat. I don't know. I don't know how the sheriff you know, department works in the Multnomah County area. But what about law enforcement in general? They overwhelmingly support the president. When it comes to Black Lives Matter and Antifa violence, I support the president because the feds need to stop the violence. 110 plus days is unacceptable. But they're being emboldened by Democrats who are negotiating with them and basically saying what you are doing works. We will give in to your demands. And the only time Oregon actually decided to declare a state of emergency and threaten crowd control measures was when the Proud Boys said they were coming. So it makes you wonder. Donald Trump is getting dragged because he said to the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Maybe that was the right move. You know why? Because maybe by saying that and shining some light on the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys can just put up fake posters claiming they're coming and all of these jurisdictions will actually start enforcing the law. Now, I, I don't think Trump should have said stand back and stand by. I think he should. I, I, look, Joe Biden tried to catch Donald Trump with a trick and Trump fell for it. Yeah, well, too bad. Trump's not perfect. Joe Biden's not perfect. But but we're going to we're going to pause it. But Joe Biden, he got Trump. Trump was asked to denounce white supremacist group and right wing militias. Trump should have just said, OK, I denounce all white supremacist groups and right wing militias and anybody who is going to be inciting violence and making things worse. That's all I had to say. End of story. Done. Trump didn't do it. You know, he got caught. He did. You, you, you can be mad about it, but it's true. Joe Biden then throws in Proud Boys. The Proud Boys aren't white supremacists. They're not. They're rambunctious. They, they get into fights sometimes. I'm not ascribing fault. I'm just saying they go around, they wave their flags, Antifa shows up, fights break out. Regular people don't get that. So here's the narrative. The lying people, the, 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 the activists and the Democrats, the, 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 the fake news class of individuals, are now claiming Trump refused to condemn white supremacists, which is not true. He didn't do it strongly enough, but he's done it in the past. Then they claim the Proud Boys are white supremacists. Journalists are now telling people, other journalists, don't interview the Proud Boys. You want to know why? Because then the American people would realize that Enrique Tarrio is not, in fact, white. 
And that would be bad for Joe Biden. They found they found a weak point and they got Trump on it. So I'm going to I'm going to throw this out in the other direction. A lot of people will will claim that, you know, uh, I'm refusing to to uh, condemn Trump or whatever. I tweeted last night. Trump fell into the same trap as Biden. He should have just said F the white supremacists. And then I tweeted today. Joe Biden refused to uh, condemn Antifa. And he even claimed they didn't exist. That's the lead. That, that's the that's the one of the leads here. It's an idea, not an not an organization. Fox News reports when Trump called out Antifa, Biden referenced FBI director Christopher Ray's claim that Antifa was more of a movement or ideology rather than an organization. Antifa is an idea, not an organization, Biden said. Trump fired back. Oh, you've got to be kidding. After Biden mentioned Ray, Trump said his FBI director was wrong. Earlier this month, Ray offered congressional testimony in which he said Antifa was a real thing. And that the FBI had undertaken, undertaken any number of properly predicated investigations into what we would describe as violent anarchist extremists, including Antifa. At one point, he said that Antifa wasn't a group or an organization. It's a movement or an ideology. Uh, he also said the individuals who identify with Antifa movement were coalescing regionally into what you might describe as small groups or nodes that are under investigation. Regardless, Antifa has been blamed for a wide range of violent incidents across the U.S., this we know. And... They're, they're, look, Trump said he's going to declare them to be a terrorist organization just because they have no prominent hierarchical leadership doesn't mean they don't exist. I am worried about what happens if Joe Biden wins and we tell the extremists what they do works and is right, and they'll gain power by engaging in these tactics. That's why I can't support Joe Biden. I want to mention one more thing, too, and, and I'll save a bit of this because it, it, it is post-debate day, all this news coming out, and I've got another segment coming up at 4 p.m. But I started thinking about the, uh, the you know, my, my progressive friends who are saying things like, I have to vote for Joe Biden for social issues. And I'm like, what, critical race theory, critical gender theory, identitarianism? I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not, I, I have no argument. I, 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 I have no patience for any arguments. You know why? You guys supported Obama for two terms and Obama increased our footprint in North Africa and the Middle East. And now the U.S. will pay penance. You know what that means? Guess what? Donald Trump signed three historic peace agreements. He's withdrawing our troops. You want to talk about social issues and the Proud Boys and all that? I don't care. I don't care. You want to vote for Obama twice? This is the result of that. You now have a president, Donald Trump, who's actually pulling our footprint back, reducing our, 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 you know, the, our, our, our footprint, I suppose, in the Middle East. And I think that comes first. We cannot just allow the U.S. to go over North Africa and the Middle East and bomb civilians and blow things up. So you know what? If voting for Donald Trump means that in the U.S. you lose on social issues, that's your fault. While you were complaining about all the things you wanted here in the United States, you signed carte blanche over to, to Barack Obama to engage in Middle Eastern conflict and did nothing to stop him for two terms. For eight years, he got to do this along with Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. So you know what? I can sit here all day and talk about the devastation of Antifa and what I'm worried about. But, it, but in the end of it, I'll tell you this. Nah, I'm sorry. You want to complain about the orange man and say he's bad? Well, maybe y'all shouldn't have voted for Barack Obama for two terms because now I have no choice but to say sorry. You know what comes first? Getting our troops out of the Middle East, ending these endless foreign wars, signing peace agreements and rebuilding our country. You want your social issues? I hear you, man. We can have a conversation about it. First things first, we got priorities. 
when we're overseas in someone else's country and people are dying, I don't think you have the luxury to complain about your personal comforts and rights. Because while you may be concerned that you might lose access to some services, I'm more concerned about how many kids are going to die in the next year because America is doing things it should not be doing, in my opinion. But I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. It is my main channel and is different from this one. Check it out. 4 p.m. I will see you then. And again, thank you all so much for hanging out. If there's one thing I can tell you about the presidential debates, it's that they don't matter. The ratings are in the gutter. And if we go based on just this article, I could tell you that the ratings for the debate are down 30, uh, what was it, like 37% or 35% from the first debate in 2016, Trump versus Hillary. They say around 45 million people watched that. But I pulled up the actual data. It's actually way more than that. The ratings are down like 70%. Nobody cares. Who are we? Who are you and me? What are we doing? Where are the rest of it? Where's everybody else? Seems like most people just don't care. Now, of course, I know this is TV ratings and, and it may just be everyone's watching online and they're getting their information from their select sources. And it could be good news that Cable news, cable TV, and uh, the the broadcast tower of the ivory tower elites have failed and are failing. I think it's really great news. I think people are watching this. More, people are more political than ever. And if the ratings are, are down this much on TV, people are probably watching online, which means you're probably watching content like mine. I mean, in the past month, I've gotten like 115 million views across my content. Almost all of it's on YouTube for sure. But on YouTube, over 100 million. And that rivals CNN. Okay, not perfectly, but CNN on YouTube got like 200, 200 million. Not even 200 million, like 190. And I'm just one dude, and I don't have a big company. This means these elites who wanted to control the narrative are losing their ability to do so. Because if I'm one person, and I'm getting more than half of what CNN can muster on, on YouTube, and, you, and YouTube's propping them up, you add me, you add Crowder, Sticks, the Young Turks, Kyle Kalinske, David Pakman. And I'm not saying you agree with all of them. I'm saying you take all of these individuals and you have a much more powerful conversation and network than any of these networks could ever try and put together. The Hill says presidential debate ratings plummet on broadcast networks. Final numbers, including the major cable news network of Fox News, MSN, MSNBC, are expected late Wednesday afternoon. Look at this. Now, I, I, what is this? 45 million. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look, in 2016, it was 84 million. 84 million tuned in to see Trump and Clinton square off when the final numbers were tallied, making it the most watched debate since the only showdown between Ronald Reagan and Carter in 1980, which drew 80 million in an era with far few TV far fewer TV channels and no internet. The 2020 number for Trump and Biden does not include streaming options which have become increasingly popular in recent years. The evening was marred by dozens of interruptions. We get it. Biden called Trump a racist and at one point a clown several times and also told the president to shut up. <laughs> it's the politics we deserve. Welcome to the culture war, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't it spicy? The president responded by interrupting Biden, questioning his intellect and continually broaching Biden's son, Hunter Biden. And I, I don't care about that stuff, but I do care about his family dealings with Moscow, China and Ukraine, not his son's like, you know, drug improprieties. 
Quote, I think the country would be better served if we allowed both people to speak with fewer interruptions, Wallace said to Trump at one point. I am appealing to you, sir, to do that. The next presidential debate takes place in Miami on October 15th with C-SPAN's Steve Scully moderating. Steve, I feel so bad for you. Chris Wallace trying to be, you know, this this straight laced guy. You can't pull it off, man. You can't pull it off. Check it out. Over on Wikipedia, I decided to pull up viewership for the first presidential debate. And the question posed by Mike Cernovich, he said, debate ratings are way down from 2016. I don't get it. People seem more engaged than ever. Maybe we are missing something. And no, not that many people more streamed the debates. Ratings drop is far too massive. Yeah, he's right. Take a look at this. Total television viewers. I added all these up. It's just over 75 million. And you only have, you know, 12 or, or, or no, what, what are we looking at? Like 20 or so million, a little bit more than 20 when it comes to streaming. So when they say 84 million watched, eh, according to this, I don't know if they're who they're cutting out or what they're calculating. The ratings drop off is absolutely psychotic. Where is everybody? There's no way the streaming jump was that big. 30, 40, 40 million people watching online. I, I, I watched online. But I was watching Fox News live online. You know what I mean? So does that count as YouTube? Maybe. Maybe that's where people were at. They say the debate set the record as the most watched debate in television history with 84 million viewers. Oh, okay, so they, they do say that. All right. Maybe I missed one of these numbers. Must have missed one like, like CNN, I guess. 13 channels that carried it and were counted by Nielsen, surpassing the previous record that we know. They say 2 million concurrent viewers watched live on YouTube while there were 8 million views on Facebook whose numbers do not break down into unique viewers. In addition, 1.4 million unique viewers watched it live on CBS's streaming service. All debate-related video on YouTube exceeded 88 million views on October 3rd, 2016. CNN Digital reported 2.4 million live streams and Yahoo 5 million. This is massive. So what happened? I don't know, man. Here we go. Let's look at some of the responses. Uh, Justin Barkley says, minds are already made up. I don't think that answers it. Like, I watched because it was entertaining for the most part. Like, what am I really going to hear Joe Biden say? I wanted to see Trump. I wanted to see him perform. That's just me. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. What do I think we're going to get out of a debate between Trump and Biden? Biden saying dumb things. And I was kind of curious if Joe Biden was going to like pass out. I'm not even I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, I'm serious. Is Joe Biden going to be able to stand up for that long? So I watched. Where's everybody else? You know, we we canceled the Timcast IRL show to watch the debates. I'm like, we have to. It's part of my job. Could it be that you and I are in a bubble? It's probable. Nay, very likely. I mean, look, I may have a ton of followers on social media, but I go to the front page of YouTube and who's got 50 million subs? Some dude who does little cartoon jokes about video games. Maybe the political world is just that. We're not the biggest. We're not the most prominent. And we don't realize that left, right, up, down, whatever, ratings are just going down. Here's why I don't believe that. I don't believe we're in a bubble. Because Joe Rogan's the biggest podcast in the world, followed by the New York Times and like Ben Shapiro. And these are overtly political. So why aren't people watching the debate? Maybe people have already made up their minds. Check this out. Ben Dowd says C-SPAN YouTube had alone had 1.5 million watching. Maybe. But does that make up for... 40 or 50 million people not watching on TV? That's 1.5 million. Lisa Ann says, I'd say most knew what to expect, so they pieced out. Sophia responded, 
People engage with it on social media via clips shared from those actually watching it. Or maybe you guys just watch me and other YouTubers to get your take on what the debate was all about after the fact. I think that may actually be the real answer here. People are looking for the information to be distilled because they don't want to waste their time. Maybe it was like, you know, when, when you were watching, you trusted the moderator to distill that debate down for you. Hillary Clinton would say like, well, I think we should go to World War Three. And Trump's like, you're wrong, wrong. World War Three is bad. And then the moderators would tell you after the show. So people would watch that to get their information. Now people are just like, just tell me what they said. I don't want to listen to it. I don't care. Just tell me what it is. I see all these subcultures forming and these communities. And then you, you see how media is really wrapped up in a bubble. They're definitely in a bubble. Maybe that's really what it is. Nobody wants to watch the debate because we know journalists and these news outlets are just extremely isolated from everybody else. Now, I know I'm saying maybe I'm not in a bubble. Maybe we're not. No, because you guys are tuning into an independent dude sitting in. Well, now I have an office. It's kind of cool. And and just talking about my assessment on why the ratings are down. And maybe that's more authentic. And maybe TV is not. Maybe listening to these fake debates is pointless. I mean, think about it. You get two minutes to respond to my question. That's not enough time. And then Trump's interrupting Biden. Was it worth it? No. You take an old fogey like Chris Wallace, a guy who doesn't understand how this stuff is really supposed to, how it works in today's day and age. And you end up with Trump, a man of the internet who is debating like he's on some kind of debate, you know, live stream, talking to Joe Biden, who thinks he's going to get like a little buzzer and like time. Joe Biden, you have 30 seconds to respond. That's not how Trump plays. So you can't you, you, you can't expect this to be worth anyone's time for the most part. Maybe people just are tired of Trump. Maybe that's another reason. Or maybe nobody nobody wants to hear what Biden has to say. Could it be that everyone's minds are made up? I think this vote is going to be coming down to whether or not you think Trump is strong or you think Trump is an a-hole. You know what I mean? Some people will vote for Trump even if he is kind of mean and nasty because it's better than having a sleepy, creepy Joe. You know what I mean? And maybe people just don't care. I think a lot of people don't like the way Trump speaks. I, I, I tweeted the other day something like, which one are you voting for? Senile crackpot crony or a-hole, uh, you know, loudmouth TV star. And people were responding like, this is a disaster. And it was 110,000 votes. And most of the replies and all the retweets were people just rolling their eyes and being like, these are our options. But you know, I, I think Trump's okay. You know, I, I think the peace deals are fantastic. I think Trump's negatives are not, uh, are, I, I should say, are being pushed down because of his positive. So all in all, I give Trump like a, a you know, 50, like, like I said earlier, 57 out of 100, whereas Joe Biden got like a 43. Biden's got some positives. Don't act like he doesn't. Maybe people just aren't going to want to watch Trump. Maybe they're tired of Trump. And that could really be it. I don't know, whatever. I could probably rant for a million years and just speculate. But I'll tell you what, they're going to change the rules for the next debate. I don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to care about the next debate, but I guess it's my job. So I'll end up watching it. Suffice it to say, maybe the, the digital streaming ratings are really, really going to, you know, improve once the numbers come out. But I'll tell you this, regardless, the TV era is over. The ratings are gone. Tucker Carlson's doing better than ever, but everyone else is collapsing. Gone are the days of the ivory tower dictating what we can talk about. I'll leave it there. I got a couple more segments in just a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. Well, we know that the ratings were in the gutter. Nobody wanted to watch this dumpster fire of a debate, but I got to tell you, I was laughing. It was hilarious. It was like WWE. In Frank Luntz, the pollster's uh, undecided voter group, 
They were, they said it was hilarious. Trump is a funny guy. And hey, Joe Biden had a couple zingers too. It, look, I know many of you might not like it, but when Joe Biden said, will you shut up, man? I thought it was funny. I don't like it. I don't want to vote for it, but I thought it was funny. If Joe Biden wants, wants to jump down in the dirt with Donald Trump and start, you know, yelling and saying, shut up, man, then he's got nothing going for him. And not, because Donald Trump's got him on policy issues, foreign policy for me, especially, and the riots. Yeah, sorry, Joe, you don't got anything. You're just an old, uh, an old crackpot crony who's going to bring back all the garbage policy. So the only thing Joe actually had going for him was that he wasn't Donald Trump. Yeah, well, now he's trying and he's not good at it. But there is hope. There is hope to bring back the spirit of the debate and increase those ratings. And it's obvious, isn't it? Joe Rogan, man, come on. Joe Rogan would do a much better job than Chris Wallace. Trump lashes out at moderator after debate gets out of control. From the Daily Mail, President Donald Trump indicated that he thought Fox News Channel's Chris Wallace did a poor job as a debate moderator minutes after the first presidential debate concluded. The president tweeted a, a tweet critical of Wallace, the Blazes CEO, Tyler Carden. Regardless of who you're polling for, I think we can all agree that Joe Rogan would do a much better job moderating this thing than Chris Wallace. I feel bad for Chris Wallace, man. He's just trying to be this old traditional journalist, but it's just not there. Sorry, dude. That's not what we were looking for. Okay. And I'll tell you some of the other problems. Chris Wallace was arguing with Trump too much and debating with Trump too much. And Chris Wallace doesn't do his research. It's mind numbing when Chris Wallace is like, Donald Trump, you banned racial sensitivity training. Why would you do this? And then Donald Trump also being ill prepared was like, because it's racist. Okay, stop. Chris Wallace, have you ever actually Google searched what Donald Trump was talking about? Donald Trump banned critical race theory. And Donald, did you Google search what you banned? Come on. Look, someone probably came to Trump and said, here's critical race theory. Here's what it is. Here's why it's bad. People are upset. He saw it on Tucker Carlson and said, get this out of there. He didn't actually look into the details. He doesn't know enough about it. And so when pressed on it, he couldn't give a good response. He did point out it's racist. That's true. He did say they're teaching people to hate America. That's true. So I guess he understands a surface layer of it. He could have done a better job. But he should have said, Chris, I didn't ban racial sensitivity training. Have you ever bothered to do your job? You know, Chris Wallace, come on, man. And then I can't I hate that Joe Biden took that from everybody. Come on, man. But then he started apologizing and, and protecting Biden. It's what the media does. I don't care for it. I'll tell you what I think is funny. Do you think Joe Rogan would allow Donald Trump to just run his mouth and just say all this stuff? Joe's not going to Joe's not going to uh, allow that, man. Chris Wallace doesn't know how to handle Trump because Chris Wallace is a stodgy old fogey. He doesn't know how to do his job. OK, he's not the worst journalist in the world. He's, he's, he's better than most. But he couldn't. He doesn't understand the differences between race. I'm not, not going to play it. He argued with Trump too much and not just about Trump butting in and interrupting. He argued with him on like substance. Stop. You're not supposed to do that. Now, I'll tell you what, though. I think Joe, uh, Joe Rogan would actually argue with them both as well. And Joe would be like, nah, is that true? I don't know about that. Yo, Jamie, pull that up. And that's the kind of debate we need to see because it's not on Rogan. It's going to be on their knowledge. Because Joe's going to be like, oh, no, 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 hold on. J Jamie, pull that up. Let's see what he's talking about. And then he's going to pull it up. and He's going to be like, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. And then Trump is going to look bad. I'll tell you what, though. A lot of that media is going to be biased. 
And so if you try and pull up these sources, you really need someone who understands this to break it down and show you the actual news. Now, I can talk about Joe Rogan all day and night because everybody wanted to see that debate. You know, you, you, you got Joe Rogan, you got you got Biden and Trump. And, and Joe said he would do it. I got bad news for y'all. Joe has bowed out. Joe Rogan taps out on suggestion that he should referee the Trump Biden debate. Joe, no, you are our only hope. I didn't think it was going to happen. Biden wouldn't agree to it. He's getting trounced all over by Donald Trump. And the only thing that I think would happen if Joe Rogan was debating is that Joe would actually put his foot down and, and, and stop Donald Trump. I think he would actually do it. Instead, you get Chris Wallace trying to be like, Mr. President, please, Mr. President, please. I, I, OK, I give up. That's you know what, man? You, you can't roll with Trump. Like you, if you don't get the WWE game, you can't do it. Maybe Joe Rogan wouldn't be able to either. So Joe is offered up an alternative. They say, New York Post, even Joe Rogan doesn't want any part of moderating a debate between President Trump and his Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, after Tuesday's contest turned into a free for all with all candidates yelling over each other and swapping personal insults. The host of the popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, quickly bowed out of contention when people online, including Trump, suggested he referee a debate. You don't need me to handle this debate. You need John McCarthy MMA, Rogan wrote on Instagram, referring to Big John McCarthy, a mixed martial arts fighter and referee turned broadcaster. McCarthy also turned down the possible political gig. Watching old men who really can't fight fight. Oh, that would be ugly, he posted. Speculation over drafting another moderator gained steam after critics savaged Fox News' as Chris Wallace's handling of the debate and, and his seeming inability to get Biden and Trump to stick to their speaking time limits and to stop shouting over each other. No. You know what the problem was? Chris Wallace, shut up. Okay. I tweeted about this and said Joe Rogan should be the one doing it. Joe says he's not going to do it. I think a lot of people put a lot of weight on Joe Rogan's ability as a moderator when Joe's strength is that he just he's kind of chill and he lets people express themselves and he gives pushback where it's needed. I don't know if Joe could actually, you know, handle Trump yelling and saying no and getting all angry. That's wrong. You're wrong. You're lying and just flipping out. OK, I'll tell you what I would do. Some people responded to me, say, Tim, you should moderate the debate. And I'm, I'm never going to happen. I will never moderate. Nah, there may be like some culture war stuff I talked about doing on the IRL podcast, but I'll tell you, you know what? I thought about it. Yeah. You know what? I do it. I'm, I don't think I, I would ever. I don't think anyone's ever going to ask me to. OK, I'm not I'm, I'm not tr- I'm not trying to humble brag or be arrogant. I, I, the point I'm making is you want to know what I would do if I was asked to be the moderator? I'd go like this. Ladies and, and gentlemen, for the first uh, debate, we're going to have six different segments, 15 minutes each, free for all, baby. I'm going to hit the button. The timer is going to start and I'm going to let you guys yell at each other. That's it. Bink, go for it. I'm done. That's it. You know why? Because when it comes to a debate, I don't care if I make little fancy rules and then Donald Trump has to abide by this. Sir, I am going to cut off your microphone if you don't start abiding by your time limit. Oh, microphone off. Yes, because when Donald Trump is sitting down with Vladimir Putin, there's going to be like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Angela Merkel sitting there going, OK, if, if Donald Trump talks too much, I will press the button and then his microphone will turn off. It's not going to happen. He's going to be yelling at Putin being like, listen, listen, no, we want a deal. I don't think Trump would actually talk to Putin like that because Trump's trying to do a deal. 
But Trump's not going to let Putin talk him down. And there's going to be a raw organic back and forth. Why do I want to see a handicap for, for Joe Biden? That's stupid. Joe, you know, what Chris Wallace should, should have done because he's, he's under such pressure to be this stodgy traditional journalist. He should have said, stop, let me stop you there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. I'm going to let them just talk. Have a nice, have a nice one. In 15 minutes, you know what I'll do? I'll press a button. It'll go. Wah, and then it's what's going to happen. I'm going to say subject change. And then I'm going to pull a card out of a hat and it's going to be like climate change. And I'm going to throw it on the table and be like, have at it, boys. And then 15 minutes are going to be counting down. And I don't care who talks over who or what's being said. I don't care if people are yelling and insulting each other. I ain't going to stop you. <laughs> no. And then 15 minutes are up. Buzzer goes off. I reach in the hat, pull it out. We got COVID, baby. Throw it on the table. The, what was the moderator supposed to do? That's stupid. OK, it's dumb. We are no longer in this in this world where you've got uh, uh, John Jackson and Jack Johnson. I think your tax proposal goes too far. Well, I think your new tax proposal doesn't go too far enough. I, I, I'm not playing that. I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not having it. How how are you going to, to hold up to legit negotiations with foreign powers and foreign leaders and even politicians in the U.S.? Do you have the skills? Can you talk over people? Can you shut them down? They, they, there, there are some people who would look at Trump and make the argument that his crude and crass behavior is bad. It's a fair point. He might enter negotiation and people might be like, I'm not doing a deal with you, dude. You're a jerk. I'll tell you what. If I've, I've had negotiations where people have emailed me and they've given me bad terms and I've been like, never email me again. And they're like, whoa, wait, wait, no, 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 no. You do a big ask. You waste my time. I don't need your deal. Bye bye. That could that could probably, you know, be a bad scenario. Trump goes to Putin. And he's like, no, here's what I want. Putin's like, no. And they both say no, butt heads, and then nothing gets done. But I don't think that'll be the, you know, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think you put Biden in front of Putin. He's going to be like, oh, c- come on, man. You know, we need, we, got, we need a good trade deal. Come on, man. All right. What? You know? All right. Donald Trump's going to be like, no, no, no. Excuse me. No. Pick one. Which one do you think is going to be better? So that's what I want to see. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan is, is not going to do it. This is kind of a silly segment. It's debate. It's, it's post-debate day. Uh, so sue me. I got one more segment coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. Donald Trump is telling the Proud Boys to stand down and let law enforcement do their job. In an extremely appropriate but belated response to the question from the debate last night. And that shows Donald Trump didn't handle himself well under the pressure of the question. You see, he had a clear cut opportunity to just say, look, I'll put it this way. If, if Chris Wallace asked me to denounce white supremacy and right wing militias, I'd be like, yes. Now, Trump did say sure, but I'd be like, OK, uh, I denounce all of the white supremacist groups who likes them. And as for the right wing militias, stand down, back off, let the police do their job. It's really that simple. Now, that being said, Joe, I'd like to throw it to you. Will you specifically denounce Black Lives Matter for the violence they've caused, notably Chicago and Portland and Atlanta? And will you also denounce Antifa? I'm waiting. Trump had that opportunity and he let it slip. The Proud Boys were loving it. But Trump now is is coming out, cleaning up his comments, and that's fine. OK, some some people were asked about it and, you know, whether or not they look, Trump misspoke. I'm not going to play the stupid tribalist game where like the, the left is trying to make it seem like eh, Trump is endorsing the whites. Shut up. No, he's not. Trump worded it poorly. 
You know, he should he, he had opportunity. He missed it. Fine. That's that's a fault for Trump straight up. But come on, I'm not playing this game. Let me take you back in time. From October 5th, 2019, Trump denounces white supremacy after weekend of violence. Oh, gee, they're asking Donald Trump to denounce white supremacy for what? Like the 54th time. I mean, it's more than that. Every single network being Donald Trump must announce blah, blah, blah. He, he denounced it in like the year 2000. Why would anyone assume that Donald Trump is in favor of this? It's just the most ridiculous. They say the same thing for every Republican every four years. They're a white supremacist. Shut. I'm so sick of it. The Proud Boys are not even white supremacists. They're trying to play it like they are. Here we go. No, 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 Chris Wallace, you shut up. President Trump on Wednesday said he didn't know about the Proud Boys, but that the group should stand down amid intense criticism of his remarks. And the previous night's presidential debate that the far right group should stand back, stand back and stand by. Trump on Wednesday faced blowback from a number, number of Republicans. Quote, I don't know who the Proud Boys are, Trump told reporters. I can only say that they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. Trump, however, again, tried to equivocate on the matter, saying the problem is on the left while railing against Antifa, a loosely affiliated collection of left wing protesters, extremists, use the right word, the hill. Pressed on whether he would denounce white supremacists, including those who support him, Trump tried to shift the conversation to his support for law enforcement before claiming he was he has always denounced any form of that. But Joe Biden has to say something about Antifa and he does and he won't. Okay, Uh, whatever, man. You want to know what the real issue is? It's not Donald Trump. Joe Biden just made Proud Boys internationally recognized and boosted them up more than they could have ever dreamed of. Trump didn't name drop them. Biden did. Robbie Suave, who I was responding to, tweeted, since the, uh, since the thing the Proud Boys want most of all is your attention, gifting them this news cycle feels like a mistake. The Proud Boys, someone, uh, so someone responded, they're already internationally recognized. Listen, what, I, what I'm saying with this is that Joe Biden, he, he upped their, you know, uh, notoriety substantially by, by saying Proud Boys out on stage. He didn't need to say that. And the Proud Boys aren't even a white supremacist group. They got a shout out at a presidential debate. How about that? Joe Biden's got a message for him. Biden's message to Proud Boys is cease and desist. What? What are they doing? Come on, Joe. Can you name one time? One, one time the Proud Boys have gone out. I'm waiting. I know. I, I can tell you. So, oh, they went out in Portland recently, right? What happened? Nothing. And I was worried about that. And nothing happened. You know why? Because the Proud Boys are playing the press. They understand what they have to do to represent themselves well. I'm not saying they're playing the press in a bad way like they're manipulating. I'm saying they understand what it takes to, to, to be within the confines of acceptable social behavior. They push on the boundaries. They're trying to push the Overton window slightly back. There are things that can be criticized for 100%. But I'll tell you this right now, Joe Biden, you have no idea what you're talking about. And all you're doing, the more you do this, you're giving all the Proud Proud Boys more attention. I've got some criticism for the Proud Boys. We'll get to that. But let's read this first. Joe Biden said his message to the far right extremist group. Far right extremist. What does that even mean? What are they doing? What are the Proud Boys doing? Please give me an example of what makes them extremists. Because they're walking around. What do they yell at you? Huru or whatever. I don't even know what that means. It's just so ridiculous, man. They say the Proud Boys have engaged in violent violence acts. Oh, violence acts. Please copy editor, guys. And often supported white supremacist ideas. No, they didn't. And the guy who leads them is literally a black dude. He's Afro-Cuban. How stupid. 
Mr. Trump declined to directly condemn white supremacy. No, <laughs> I love this game. This is why nobody watched the debate. This is exactly why, because they knew you were lying. That's it. Look, I talk to a lot of regular people and they know you're not, we're not going to sit here and be like, yay, proud boys or anything, but come on. Come on, man, Joe. They're not a white supremacist extremist group. And this is just making people not want to listen or pay attention. Now I'll show you where they did, where I think they made mistakes. Check this out. Mike Baker, I believe Mike is with the New York Times. He tweeted, the Proud Boys are ecstatic tonight about getting mentioned in the debate. Quote, Trump basically said, go F them up. This makes me so happy, what writes one prominent Proud Boy. So they're showing you a screen grab from Parler. It is a social media platform used by many conservatives because they get banned on other places. Uh, I also have a Parler account. Joe Biggs said Trump basically said, go F them up. This makes me so happy. Enrique Tarrio, their chair, said, standing by, sir. Joe Biggs then said, President Trump told the Proud Boys to stand by because someone needs to deal with Antifa. Well, sir, we are ready. He then said, Proud Boys, shout at the presidential debate. The only real problem that I see with these posts is the first one from Joe Biggs. Trump basically said, go F them up. No, he didn't. He said, stand back, stand by. He's saying, don't engage. But hey, you know, Joe couldn't help themselves. They couldn't help themselves. Enrique didn't really say anything bad. He said, standing by, sir. That's not that big of a deal. But then we see this. Mike Baker says, the Proud Boys are now sharing the group's logo with the president's words emblazoned like a slogan. Stand back, stand by. That's amazing. I'm, I'm happy. You know what? I got to say, you know, Donald, you're, you're, you're telling him to stand down, but I think whether it was misspeaking or not, tremendous words. You know why? Do you know what the Proud Boys used to have emblazoned like a slogan? F around and find out. Because when the Proud Boys go in March, they're basically saying, you come to, you come to us, start a fight. We're going to finish it. And I think something else they've, they've often said or other people have said about them is they won't start the fight, but they'll finish it. Now they're saying stand back and stand by. Great. If that means the Proud Boys aren't going to go into Portland where they could potentially where Antifa will show up and then violence will break out. That's a good thing. And if Trump is telling them to stand down and stand, stand back and stand by and they say, all right, and they back away. It's a good thing Trump did. Of course, the left isn't framing it that way. The left is framing it as though he said to stand by as if he was their leader. Oh, man, we live in truly stupid times. I think about all these right wing militias. Why should I care about them? No one's ever given me a reason. Have there has there ever been like a, a, a in recent history with Trump and, and, and Antifa, a, a, a right wing militia marching around causing violence and destruction? No. Oh, they like to point to Kyle Rittenhouse. He wasn't. He's not a white supremacist. He was just some kid who worked as a lifeguard. Someone gave him a gun. It was a mistake. He shouldn't have been there. There's a lot of things that shouldn't have happened before we got to that point. But I, I, I look, he was defending himself, but he still shouldn't have been there. Tell me about some of these right wing militias. Oh, the three percenters. Oh, what have they done? Have they smashed it? The, they've never even smashed a window, have they? Oh, OK. Why should I care? But the Oath Keepers. Oh, but the Oath Keepers march around and <laughs> don't do anything. They, 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 they haven't done anything. Antifa's killed people. Like the dude literally walked up to a Trump supporter and shot him in the chest in Portland. I'm, I'm concerned about that. I'm scared about what these people are going to do next if no one calls them out. I'm not worried about the Proud Boys, dude. It's such a stupid news cycle. Look at this. Samantha Marica said, since everyone reads and believes what Google says, why not actually listen to the interview of Proud Boy chairman Enrique Tarrio, who is Cuban and he's black. 
Like he's not a white dude. They're not white supremacists. In this, they call him a far right extremist. He straight up says that uh, white supremacists who, you know, they, who engage in violence should be labeled terrorists straight up. He says, if you join, we don't care about, you know, your, your race, your religion, whatever. We, you know, it's just about joining the ranks and in 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 their Western chauvinists. They believe in Western civilization. That's what they like. And that's it. You know what I love about this narrative? The Proud Boys are white supremacists. That's what NBC News is apparently saying. Uh, what the narrative is like Clayton Bigsby of the Chappelle's show. That's it. It's real life now. Okay. So you're, you're, you're telling me that this, this, this joke by, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle from the 2000s about a black white supremacist is real now. It's not just Enrique Tarrio. They're calling Candace Owens a white supremacist. It's just so stupid. These are the politics we get. So I don't know what, uh, what any of these people actually want to happen. Trump has no problem denouncing any of it. And if you read the news, you would know that. But to all the people who don't pay attention and aren't reading the news, well, they have no idea what's really going on. And then they march around saying, oh, no, the Proud Boys. Have you ever seen a Proud Boy? Any of you? Anywhere? Oh, you've seen them on TV, huh? Have you ever actually seen them in your neighborhood? I tell you what, I've seen Antifa. I've seen them all over the place. I've seen them across this country, and I see them on TV smashing things. I don't see the Proud Boys doing that. So I'll tell you what. You want to complain about the Proud Boys, you go ahead and do it. There's things to criticize them for. White supremacy? Mm, Sorry, that ain't it. Trump can do a better job, but I guess he did. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thank you all so much for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.